New Thinking Allowed, conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with parapsychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Once again today, I am going to keep going through this list of questions from the October 11, 2020 live stream. I still have well over 20 pages left to go through and I want to get through them because they're wonderful questions. So I'll probably be doing this for quite a while. Uh, before I get started, let me say now rather than wait to the end that if you're not already a subscriber to our weekly newsletter, which gives you advance notice of the programs for the coming week, not just notice, but access to the uh, upcoming programs. You can do that by going to our New Thinking Aloud Foundation website, newthinkingaloud.org, and subscribing there. And New Thinking Aloud is all one word. Now, Design Ideas asks me, if you could go back five years, what advice would you give to your younger self? And <laughs> my wish for you viewers is that you could have had as good a last five years as I've had. Because as I look back, I have to say, these are probably the best five years of my life. And I can only tell myself, enjoy every moment of it because it's going to be great. Rebecca Scheibel asks, what is a Luciferian? There seems to be drastically different meanings for that term. And yes, indeed, because for uh, some people, typically fundamentalists of different religions, Lucifer is a fallen angel and a dark evil figure. Anything Luciferian is to be avoided. It, on the other hand, one sees, for example, in the theosophical traditions, Lucifer is seen in a different light. Lucifer uh, is considered a god of light. Uh, in Rudolf Steiner's cosmology, for example, of anthroposophy, Lucifer, Christ, and Ariman are considered the three major spiritual forces. And ironically, uh, Ariman is, <laughs> is the evil one. Lucifer is regarded as a being of great intellect, of great brilliance, of artistic beauty. Uh, but the one thing lacking in Lucifer, which is completely embodied in uh, the image of uh, Christ, especially, I think, the cosmic Christ, is love. So, Lucifer is, is devoid of love, but full of many other wonderful qualities in uh, theosophical and other esoteric and occult traditions. Tomas Kafka asks, do you think there is a way to combat alien abductions? Well, um, that's a very good question, uh, Tomas. And 
<laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is, is a, a conversation I had many years ago with a, a UFO contactee. His name is on the tip of my tongue, but I've actually done a, uh, earlier monologue about this fellow who, who is the founder of Planetary Citizens. His first name is Donald. The next name will come to me. A very active fellow in the World Federalist Association. I'm going to link to the the uh, monologue, and it, actually I should point, this is the hot links occur on the right of your screen, uh, to the earlier monologue about uh, about him. And he told me he's, he's met with the Galactic High Command. This is back in the, uh, I think it was probably the 1980s, and um, yeah, mid-1980s is my best guess. And at that time, he said the Galactic Command was going to put a stop to these abductions. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether or not it's happened since then. I think if you check the literature, you will see that, well, Whitley Strieber, as I recall, reported his encounters. I don't know if abduction is quite the right word, although he claims to have been uh, damaged physically, uh, bodily, by an anal probe. And so it's, it might as well have been an abduction. And as I recall, that was the mid-1980s. So I have to say that uh, Donald's uh, prediction was untrue, but it does seem to me to be the case that it's out of our hands. We we humans don't seem to have the uh, means to to deal with it, and uh, maybe we need some help in in that regard. And maybe to a certain extent, the reported abductions are actually not what they appear to be. They might be something else. I mean, there's certainly some literature that suggests that it's related to such things as sleep paralysis. So th there may be ways of addressing conditions that might simulate an alien abduction, but aren't actually. But in terms of uh, actual alien abductions, to the extent that they do occur, uh, one can only assume that uh, they are being uh, executed by beings who are uh, beyond our ability to control. The Warden Post says, why did you try to discredit Dr. Giorgiani as a warmonger? And uh, at this point, I uh, can only say that uh, Dr. Giorgiani has called for the uh, annihilation of Chinese civilization and um, also Sunni Muslim civilization. So, uh, and I, what I will do is uh, include some links right here. <laughs> to uh, quotes of his uh, that uh, he posted on the web on other interviews that he did, and you can judge for yourself. I want to say this. I still am very fond of that man. I'm very, I had a, a long relationship with him. We've done 37 interviews together. Everything I have ever said positive about him, I still hold to be true. I uh, do think that he is deserving of financial support and encourage people to visit the GoFundMe page that I've set up for Dr. Giorgiani. But 
I am a hundred percent opposed to the idea of uh, annihilating Chinese uh, or Sunni Muslim civilizations. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, those are uh, just about the worst ideas I have ever heard. And, and so that's why. But, uh, you know, in a larger sense, I realize I've expressed on this channel many times that I, I feel a love for the whole universe. I feel a connection to the whole universe. I am part of the whole universe and the whole universe is, is part of me. So, uh, as bad an idea as, uh, I think it is to uh, advocate the annihilation of a major civilization on this planet. It, and I say it's hard for me to even imagine a worse idea. Although I, I'm sure if we were to talk to Jason, he would say he, he, he anticipates an alternative that might be worse, like we could be annihilated. But it, it runs deeper as well because uh, when Jason put out his Prometheus manifesto, uh, he talked about a, a declaration of war and it was a war against fatalism. Well, that sounded okay to me. I don't mind a war against fatalism, but it seems to me the idea that we have to destroy a, a great civilization or they will destroy us, that is a very fatalistic idea. And if I were uh, declaring a war against fatalism, I wouldn't be endorsing such an idea. I would be opposing such an idea. If you're in favor of peace, and I am, then uh, you don't want to think or promote the idea that war is inevitable. War is never inevitable. War is always a human choice. There are always other alternatives. And if you want to promote freedom and creativity, which Jason says he does, then it seems to me you want to be promoting peace, not promoting war. Oleg Litvinenko, Litvinenko, Oleg Litvinenko asks, what is your opinion on the writings of Nicholas Rurik and Helena Blavatsky about their books on Agni Yoga. Have you read it? What is, if yes, what is your opinion? I have not read the books on Agni Yoga, uh, but I do know this. My mentor, for whom I still have great affection, my late mentor, Arthur M. Young, who died in 1995, uh, studied Agni Yoga and, as I recall, was a practitioner of Agni Yoga. So, from what little I know about Nicholas Rorick and Helena Blavatsky and Agni Yoga, uh, my inclination is to be positively disposed. Here's a name I cannot pronounce. Z-Y-X-Z-E-V-N, Zixavin, says, The scientific method is based on exact models, physical evidence, and universal repeatability. Can we ever apply this to the paranormal? Well, uh, I suppose you could say that that's the scientific method as, as it goes uh, for physics. 
Uh, it's not the scientific method, really, in the behavioral sciences. The models are not exact. The evidence is not quite physical. It could be uh, evidence of a behavioral nature, which uh, is somewhat different than physical and universal repeatability. No, uh, the uh, behavioral sciences are all based on statistical repeatability. So, I would say that the uh, scientific method as it's applied in the human sciences and the behavioral sciences uh, uh, can be applied to the paranormal. And in fact, uh, has been applied to the paranormal. The, um, the wonderful summary of over 1400 experiments in parapsychology, uh, was written up by Etzel Cardenia, who at the time, uh, maybe as still is, I think, editor of the Journal of Parapsychology. This was published in the American Psychologist, the flagship journal of the American Psychological Association in August 2018. I encourage everybody to take a look at it. And if you're seriously interested and don't have access to it, send me an email. I'm posting my email address, friends at newthinkingaloud.com. And uh, I'll see if I can't send you a copy of that article. I can distribute it individually, but not really en masse. Uh, but um, as far as I'm concerned, this is one of the hallmarks of parapsychology is that we do indeed apply the scientific method to the study of the paranormal. But I should also say there are other methods of inquiry in addition to the scientific method. I got my training in criminology. There's a, a way in which cases are presented in a courtroom. It's, it's a logical method. It's not necessarily a scientific method. And the scientific method, of course, varies uh, for every branch of science. Eve Rodriguez, Eva Rodriguez says, Jeffrey, do you think it is possible for the average person to appreciate good without evil out there? Is evil a necessary part of God? Does evil have negative connotations simply because of our morals? Yeah, I, I, I sometimes wonder about that. Could it be as uh, Frank Herbert, the uh, great writer, the author of Dune, thought that, you know, morality is just a question of local customs? And uh, so we, every country, every culture has its own ideas about uh, good and evil. That's true. And I've certainly expressed many different views about good and evil on, on this uh, channel on, on these monologues. I, at one point, uh, have said, I embrace the whole universe. I love the whole universe. So, um, I suppose it's like light and shadow. They, they go together, the lightness and the darkness. And we often, uh, as far as I'm concerned, sometimes the most evil people and the most evil deeds done on this planet are done in the name of combating evil. So it's very paradoxical, Eva. And now, let me leave you with this question. What do you think about evil? Where do you see evil? Do you think, for example, that Lucifer is evil or neutral or even good? How, how do you judge these things? Where do you get those judgments from? 
Are you the inheritor of uh, a certain uh, cultural or social viewpoint regarding good and evil? I'll leave you with those thoughts and thank you for being with me.